Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy, and I'm the pastor of Doxa Church, and you are listening to part two of our conversation about anxiety. It's such an important topic that we realized we needed to break it up. This isn't a conversation to rush. But if you haven't listened to part one, I would highly recommend backing up and not skipping that one. The context will help fill in a lot of the gaps for the second half of this conversation that you're about to listen to. Good to have you back at the table. Let's pick it up right where we left off with Amanda. So I wanted to start off with the quote that uh, you shared, David, that um, anxiety is not a condition to be managed, but a sin to be repented of. And I know that that may sound like a harsh statement in this day of mental health awareness, but as Christians, this should be a sobering realization. Yeah. And I know when I heard that, it was for me. Um, I want to make this clear before we start that I am someone who deals with anxiety on a semi-daily basis. You know, I don't like large crowds. I don't like to be in new situations where I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I really don't like to be alone at night um, or really just being out of my comfort zone in general. (laughs) As an Enneagram 9, I live for peace, for familiarity, for coziness, and for harmony. And none of those words seem to describe the state of our country as it is. So I can feel the anxiety threatening to creep back up into my heart. And I know a lot of others are struggling with this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that mean it's a sin? I think that's an important part. Because, you know, if it's not a condition to be managed, but a sin to be repented of, do those feelings make it a sin? And the answer is absolutely not. The sin does not lie in our feelings, but how we act upon them. Mm -hmm. Do we let this sense of unease keep us awake at night? Does it take over our daily decision-making until it changes how we act and the choices we make? Does it rob us from our freedom in Christ? Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. We were set free from the burden of anxiety and fear when we accepted Christ. And living in a constant state of worry is the equivalent of a freed slave returning to his master asking for his shackles. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have freedom in Christ. He's broken every chain that keeps us a prisoner to this world. And allowing our anxious thoughts to cloud our minds not only throws us back into bondage, but causes us to sin against God. We begin to focus on the world around us, on the struggles his present life brings. On every disappointment, every failure, and as it gets worse, every potential worst-case scenario. Mm -hmm. We can allow ourselves to get so caught up in the what-ifs that we forget about the but gods. What if I don't get the job and I can't pay my bills, but God is our provider and sustainer and has a good and perfect plan for us? What if my presidential candidate doesn't win, Mm -hmm. but God is ruler over all and his kingdom reigns forever? What if I get sick and my family gets sick? You know, what if that sickness kills us? You know, I mean, but God has conquered the grave through Jesus Christ and we are promised everlasting life. The balm for our anxious hearts is always found in returning to Scripture. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16. Yeah, Amen. So God doesn't just ask us to believe in him and then just leave us to wander through this difficult life alone. You know, every part of his word is there so he can speak directly to us at whatever point we're in in life. I know that's what's so cool, I think, about the Bible. You can open it up and the same scripture can apply at 
any given point in life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing because it's alive and it's just so cool how God does that. Yeah. Um, it praises with us on the mountaintops. It mourns with us in our sorrows. It encourages us when we are facing difficulty. Yeah. It provides peace to a worried heart. That's why we need to look, we, we need to read all of the Bible yes. and not just, you know, the verses in these epistles that make us, yep. that make us excited. Yep. You know, yeah, they, they, exactly. There, there are passages of scripture for those really rainy days and those very depressing moments as well. There's the plenty Old of Testament that. still applies. Still got some good stuff in yes. there. You know? Yes. <laughs> you know, when I'm facing anxiety that is threatening to steal my freedom, I do. I have a list of scripture that I read through and certain prayers that I pray to help me realign my focus um, to what God can do and not what I can't control. Mm. I have allowed anxiety prevent me from experiencing the abundant life that God has promised us. Um, and that's not the way we're called to live. We're, we're not called to live sheltered at home in fear of the world around us. Even before the current state of affairs in our country, I was a homebody. I mean, <laughs> forced quarantine seemed like a vacation instead of a burden. It's like, all right, that's how I prefer to live. Safe in my little bubble of perceived security. Uh, you know, but I mean, what happens when that bubble is popped? What happens when sickness enters the home yeah. or when your spouse loses their job or when a family member dies? You know, sheltering ourselves from the world around us still can't prevent us from the tragedies of life. This world is cursed by sin and we can't escape that. But God. But God is victorious over this world. Mm-hmm. He will crush Satan under his heel and he will reign victorious forevermore. You know, yes. This is our promise. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Let's do it, you know. Um, Sounds so much better than like medicating. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. For the rest I mean, of my life. Gosh, that truth is just so powerful. Yeah. You know, and the Holy Spirit is within us. And I think that's another important thing too when you're struggling with anxiety we don't have to realign our thoughts on our own. We don't have to do all this on our own. There's not steps that we can take, you know, on our own. I mean, everything is only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, And let that be where we turn when we feel our hearts begin to get anxious. You know, remember that it's a sin we can repent and turn of. It it doesn't have to be a condition to merely be managed. It can be conquered. Mm -hmm. Not in our own strength and maybe not as quickly as we would hope. But just as we learn to walk and talk, we can learn to reorient our brains to respond to distress by going to scripture instead of fear. Yeah. I literally heard something just going off of what you just said there mm-hmm. recently where, yeah, your brain can actually rewire itself to to put in that new data for the new responses. Mm-hmm. And you can mm. literally blaze a new neurological pathway by just doing what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. God designed our bodies to, to work like that. Um, and I actually had my really good friend and my, my mentor, I would call her, um, said to me when I was struggling with anxiety a couple of years ago, really badly, that I should praise God for my anxiety because it confuses the devil and it turns me back to Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm not thankful for the anxious thoughts, but I can be thankful for the opportunity to see how desperately I need God and to praise hmm. him in that moment of humility. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me, you know, when I get lost in the darkness of the world around me, you know, and then, you know, when we begin to wonder where God could be in all the chaos, we can learn to refocus our eyes on the cross and remind mm-hmm. ourselves that he didn't leave us here alone. 
But he sent his son to come after us, to die for us, and to rise again in eternal victory, and to allow us to join him in his kingdom. You know, if God is for us, who can stand against us? And our God is for us. Nothing in this life can separate us from that fact. And I think allowing those truths to permeate your heart and mind and to give you freedom from the bondage of an anxious heart. Okay, so um, really for my posture, I have some ideas here. Honestly, they are, if anything, they're just coming in support of what was already shared, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. So even, David, your your the podcast, the first one about anxiety, um, you had mentioned, you know, these examples of people who were given, uh, were put in the middle of a, a difficult circumstance, but there's, there's still got to be a way, right? There's still mm-hmm. got to be a way mm-hmm. to, in the middle of crazy and chaos, to find peace, um, to not respond in anxiety. And I just want to come behind you there for one was a biblical example. Another is an extra biblical example. So not scripture, but Psalm 27, (laughs) Psalm 27, um, David is writing and David is, it seems like one of the most stressful times of his life. So, uh, I'll just briefly read some of this stuff, but if you guys, you know what? I'll read most of it because <laughs> I want go. I want people <laughs> I want you to see like this guy was up against it. Yeah. And yeah. and yet in the middle of I mean, this guy he's experienced all of it. Like his son tried to kill yep. him, his son tried to usurp his his own throne, literally. He then his best friend, like his most his his closest trusted advisor turns his back on him. Saul tries to kill him multiple times. He has hmm. you know armies encamped against him essentially. He feel I feel like the life of David, he's constantly being hunted. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then all that the twenty first century can talk about is how he was a polygamist. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, but uh no, he says this. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Okay, interesting start to a fairly, Mm -hmm. you know, potentially chaotic circumstances about to be unfolded here, unveiled. So when evil evil doers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear the war rise against me, yet I will be confident. So when you, you know, we, we grow up, (laughs) Christian reads through these passages like, yep, this is, this is on par for the Psalms here. But like, it's like, wait, 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 (laughs) evildoers want to eat up his flesh. His adversaries and foes are, are coming for him. An army is encamped against him. (laughs) Whoo. This is serious stuff. And I can't remember if I locked the door when I left the house. Right. So he's going through some serious stuff here. (laughs) And then he goes, yeah, I will be confident. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. uh, Verse four, it says, one thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of Mm -hmm. my life to gaze. And then he expands that idea to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple Mm -hmm. for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies and I will offer in his tent sacrifices. And he goes on and he essentially, he's praying to God. He's praising the Lord. And he has, if anyone had reason to be anxious, it would be David, right? right. Especially this situation. He's outnumbered. 
he's, uh, I mean, he's in the crosshairs. People are going after his actual life. Like they Mm -hmm. want his heart to stop beating. And he says, I'm confident. And he's, he's writing this almost like he's about to take a nap. (laughs) We don't know that, but (laughs) but it, it has that serenity to it from his own heart where in the middle of this chaos, he responds in confidence, in trust, in in complete surrender to what God has for him. Mm-hmm. And it gave him this incredible peace that we get to be the benefactors of when we read this. And we look at his example and we say, okay, okay, so it's possible. Yeah. It yeah. is possible to to be confronted with small and large um, difficult circumstances. Yeah. And still remain true to our relationship with Christ, to remain uh, balanced on Him. Um, yeah. So, you know, Ben, once, before you yeah, move on too yes. far, like that is such an amazing passage. That verse, Psalm twenty-seven, four. You know, one thing that I desire mm-hmm. to seek the Lord, to inquire in His tabernacle. You know that that verse right there was one of the verses that I really clung on to when I was finishing up seminary and Julie was not in my life at all, didn't had not met Julie yet. And I was just, I was a lonely person who was just like, why, why don't I have, why don't I have a love interest in my life? Like I, I, it was just, but, but that verse right there just was like, wow, this is, there's only one thing I really need to concern myself. There's one thing that really matters above all. And that tabernacle, whenever you see the tabernacle language in the old Testament, it always is referring to the atonement, uh, you know, the atonement for our sin. And the New Testament equivalent of that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, because we know that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Mm So for us, it's the same thing. It's like, whoa, everything else could be swirling around, but I know that Jesus died for me and he has a plan for me and he saved me. And that's the only thing that really matters. So so glad you brought that that verse up. Yeah, no, honestly, that... That's something that I hold close to my heart as well, because um, I need to know that it's possible. It's possible. Like we can do this, mm-hmm. and so you see that example, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is this, it. Really is. Uh, I really have to find that one thing. I need to re recenter myself and go after the one thing, being Christ in my life. Um, but yeah, then an extra biblical example that I just found kind of interesting, and I I um, I heard this from this was actually a Tim Keller sermon where he's even talking about anxiety. He even talks about Psalm twenty seven a lot. Um, but but he, he says this about a missionary. So there's this missionary in the 1850s. His name was Alan Gardner. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's on his way to South America. He's essentially planting a church. He's going to be to evangelize the lost, but he gets shipwrecked uh, and he gets washed up onto this island. His, um, you know, the people with him and himself, they're trying to stay alive. They're, you know, just trying to figure out a way to um, survive till somebody shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, typical rescue story. Here. Robin, yeah. Robinson Crusoe. Um, yeah, <laughs> Robinson Gilligan's Crusoe. Island all in one. All right. Yes. I'm in. But um, sadly, no one ever showed in time. Um, so he did not make it. Uh, you know, the end. Uh, that's it. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, let's pray. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity to be on this podcast. Um, yeah. No, like not hearing the end of the story would give us anxiety, yeah, right? Exactly. <clears throat> no, wait, there's more. Um, yeah, so they actually discovered his body. And when I say they, I don't know who it was. People <laughs> discovered his body and actually right next to his body um, is, is decaying flesh. Well, they found his journal. 
And so they opened it up and on actually the very last page of his journal was Psalm 3410, the young lions do lack and they suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. And right, right underneath it, this is literally the last thing that this, this man ever wrote and ever penned to himself. He said, I am overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Wow. It's, it's just, again, somebody who had every reason to be completely freaked out, to be super stressed out and anxious about his circumstances. His, his, again, he's, he's similar to David. He's responding, I'm overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. No, 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 no. That is not the normal response. That's not my response. I might be like, yeah, yeah I think the goodness of God exists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mm. definitely not having an emotional reaction thinking that I'm overwhelmed by it. Yeah. But here he is on his deathbed, death beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, death boat. <laughs> and this is how he responds. So that was more, wow. more or less just coming behind David, what you've already shared in uh, by way of encouragement and it's possible. We, we really can. And, and, and building off of what you shared too, like this is a sin in our life that we, we can have victory yeah. over. We really mm-hmm. can. And honestly, that very, the picture of that type of life and that type of response very well might be something good for you to cling on to yeah. mm-hmm. when you are going through a difficult time. But, mm-hmm. um, Amanda, I had some questions having, having heard your, your, um, you know, your posture here tonight. Mm-hmm. And then you've just been very open with us, mm-hmm. um, as far as your own struggle with anxiety. I've recently, like once I had kids, I've also started, started to struggle with anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. I think mainly because I just didn't care a whole lot about some things in my life until kids came around. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is really neat. Pretty revealing, isn't it? Yeah. It really yeah. is. It really is. And so I, I've started to experience, you know, added heartbeats, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like even different temperature fluctuations in my body at times and mm-hmm. uh, tightness of chest. You know, I've, I've experienced things like yep. this myself. Would you consider that anxiety? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times there's physical symptoms and then the, or there can just be mental, you know, or okay. we get a combination of both. Okay. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. think it just depends on the severity of how much it's taken over and, and what the response okay. is. So was I in a very bad place to experience those symptoms? <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. So, okay. If we were to go back to the beginning here of, of Amanda's life, like when did you first, <laughs> when did you first realize that this was a struggle? So, uh, to be very open and, and vulnerable, I actually didn't experience, um, anxiety until I almost overdosed hmm. and, um, hmm. taking the wrong medications in the wrong quantities that were not meant for me. Wow. And, uh, I had a really, that was just a very much a come to Jesus moment. Mm. Wow. Um, so after that, I couldn't live down the effects. I was feeling it for weeks and, and months afterwards. And Whoa, it would yeah. be, there'd be triggers. Nighttime would always be a trigger, hmm. you know? And so, hmm. but I really think God used that as a, any big things in my life like that God's used as a, as a turning point to be like, okay, hey, look, this, yeah. This wasn't oh, working yeah. oh, for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So this this yes. is not going to fulfill. So even though it was an awful time, I can still be grateful that God used that to start me on the path yeah. back to him. That's yeah. incredible. So <clears throat> what would you be okay sharing with like roughly how old were you? Uh, I was, not necessarily when you OD'd. I mean, it was, it was probably about 
17 or 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. in your teen So I was years. a teenager before I really yeah. ever experienced. And I maybe, yeah. you know, and, and before then I would call nervousness. I wouldn't call it actual anxiety. Sure. And there is a difference in the two. You know? mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now, not necessarily in that instance, but maybe overall here. Right. Did you, did you seek help along your, your... So at the very beginning, okay. yes, definitely, because I, I didn't understand what was happening. Um, okay. But what were you met with as far as medications? You, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's very enlightening. That seems to be exactly what we've been talking about yep. when it comes to this. Literally, I went with my mom to the doctor and they gave me a prescription for Xanax. And mm. that way they were like, this is this will help you not be mm-hmm. anxious. And yeah. What, what was your Christian community's response, if they were aware of it or, you know, in the loop at all, what was it similar? I mean, the main, I mean, I didn't really have much of a community at that point in my life. Um, so I, I won't say from that instance, but later, cause I mean, I, that's continued with me on up until adulthood, you know? So, I mm-hmm. mean, the biggest impact though, when I, the first time I didn't really get just responsive medication or it's okay or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, was, um, from the lady I was talking about earlier, my mentor, when, and that really, that mm. was honestly the turning point for my anxiety was nice. be grateful. Thank God. I mean, that literally was, I can remember that being the turning point where I was like, okay, this doesn't have to control my life anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really awesome. I found too, and I think we've discussed this in some detail already, but uh, especially the the Philippians four passage, it, it talks so much about prayer mm-hmm. and you're saying that too, like mm-hmm. that just helps so much to not just pray as a reaction, but yeah. also praying preventatively when yes. it comes to anxiety as well. Um, mm-hmm. in the morning, like we are, we're starting our day off each day by just giving it to the Lord. I found that that really, that truly does help even my own level of anxiety. I've heard that from other people as well, where we mm-hmm. just, we're immediately giving our lives to the Lord yep. and letting him arrange it as he see, sees fit. So even right then you're like releasing some of your grasp on, you know, what you want to accomplish, what you should think this day should do for you mm-hmm. kind of thing. Does, does that resonate to you with you? Oh yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of the times that even now still I start to experience a little bit of anxiety it helps when you can recognize, like for me, I know I'm like, okay, this is a Satan thing. And it'll be a lot of times when I'm trying to do something with ministry or with the church. Mm. And I know he's trying to prevent that. Or just even if it's not in that, I just, you know, recognizing this is going to steal from me the abundant life that I was promised Mm. in Christ. When it's even just, I don't want to go out to a restaurant because I'm for anxious of being in large, whatever, you know I mean? Those kinds of things. When you can pinpoint it and say, God does not want this kind of life for me. This is not my freedom in Christ. I choose not to, you know, I mean, I'm going to go on despite it, you know, mm-hmm. pray through it or mm-hmm. scripture, you know, Yeah. yeah. but it, it's definitely a learned thing. Yeah. And so now you mentioned like large crowds, uh, you might've mentioned some other things along the way here, mm-hmm. but are there like, is it kind of a general tendency to just kind of be anxious about things or are there like specific things like, when this happens or the potential for this happens, Mm -hmm. you immediately are triggered and you've got to get on the exit ramp quick. Yeah. I I have 
very specific triggers, but then there also can be just random triggers. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just kind of like all of a sudden you'll kind of get a little bit anxious. I mean, I mean, I remember just doing the very first podcast. It was like almost enough to keep (laughs) me home. Like I did not want to come, you know? And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to go share your word. I got to get there. But it's like, I don't even want to go. I don't want to walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's probably not even on you. David has an intimidating presence. (laughs) (laughs) So demanding. Such an intimidating guy. Just look at him over there with his beady eyes. I'm so glad this isn't recorded. <laughs> Just kidding, David. Now, you did mention something that that really piqued my interest when you mentioned um, how you've combated some of this mm-hmm. in your life and how you mentioned even specific prayers. Mm-hmm. And you had, I think you mentioned even passages of, of, of the Bible that you go to. Now, would you be like like in a place where you could share like what is one of those prayers maybe? I should have brought my, that, I should have brought my journal. So I think that is an important thing too. I yeah. didn't I, I don't have Yeah. but which it's a specific sin, right? And yep. so we we need to f- fight specific sins with specific truths. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, where we we take those verses that speak directly to that. Mm-hmm. We we have those those uh, maybe what some people would call catechisms that, that just speak directly the truth to the lies. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's the sword of the spirit. If we're going to fight something, yeah. if we're going to fight anxiety, I'm going to fight with the sword of the spirit, you know? So that's the weapon. Yeah. It's the weapon. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's important to know, like you're saying, if you have specific things that you struggle with anxiety being one of them, um, I literally have a journal and I will write when God speaks to me through a verse, I will write it in there and then I'll go back and read those specific scriptures when I am struggling. So maybe if I can't remember them off the top of my head because I'm struggling so much, I can pull that out and there's a whole list of scripture that the Holy Spirit has already told me these things and these truths through and I can just read through them all, you Mm -hmm. know. if you're not forever redeemed, you have called you mm. by name. You are mine. You know, God yeah. has not given you a spirit of oh. fear, but of power. And, you know, it's so, I mean, mind. there's, there's a lot of those, yeah. um, that I would, you know, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, uh, a lot of those scriptures like that fill up that journal, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's awesome. Helpful. It really makes those passages come alive to you personally. And then yep. you really start to cultivate this even deeper, relationship mm-hmm. with the God of the Bible when his words are even that much more special and um, really custom fit to you and in, in your struggles. So yeah, that's, mm. that's really cool. So maybe like, you know, we're wrapping up two podcasts here mm-hmm. and my brain just, I'm always going to the practical and did yeah. you, you, you spent a lot of time with those, those issues in the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. What if like, if we imagined here in the room, we had maybe a, a teenage girl, teenage boy struggling with anxiety Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we have a middle-aged mom in a similar mm-hmm. boat. Like what, what would we, knowing what we know of God mm-hmm. and scripture and what we've discussed, like what would we say, you know, and, and maybe these people are listening like this, mm-hmm. this is what we would recommend be your next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're aware of it at this stage. You see it in your life. You see that, you know, it could be an issue and you want to overcome it. it Maybe let's not like solve the issue for him, but like what would be the next right step or like the next, yeah, shine some light on the path for him here? I would say find, if you don't already have a person in your life that is a very strong Christian influence, you know, I mean, then find that person Mm -hmm. and somebody that you see their life and you think, I want my life to, I want my walk with Christ to look like that. And then Mm -hmm. talk to them and confide in them. I mean, the key is being vulnerable, but also like being open to hear the hard things and to do the hard things. Yeah, ears to hear. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be willing to make the changes in your and it's, it's going to be hard. At the beginning, it was hard, and it's going to be cyclical. I'm going to go through right. stages of anxiety again. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's never going to be a cure till we get to heaven. I mean, we're yeah. never going to be like, rid of these things. Like, yeah, total eradication. Yeah, right. but I mean, I definitely I think the the first step is is finding somebody that can hold you accountable. Yeah, that's that's, that's huge. I would say as well on top of that. I mean on top of everything we've already talked about, it's kind of a recap, but don't excuse this away and mm-hmm. don't listen to the lies because that's where, that, that's where really where this battle begins. If, if you think this is something that, Oh yeah, I can just, I have to deal with. And yep. you're, you're already setting yourself up for failure and, and for like bondage in yep. this, and those chains you know, back on. Exactly. right. Right. So it's like, all right, making the commitment that I'm in this place right now. I don't want to be here. I hate this. It's, it's miserable. I'm not going to accept that it's okay. I'm not going to accept that it's something I have to just cope with. I'm not mm-hmm. going to accept that it's just who I am because those all are lies that you've been given and just say, all right, I am going to trust my relationship with Jesus Christ in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop like separating my physical reality with my, my spiritual reality of what we, what I see in the Bible. And I'm going to actually merge these together. And I'm going to pray bold prayers where I say, God, I need you right now. Yeah. Jesus, you told me not to be anxious. I'm going to hand this over to you and please help me right now and show me what I need to do. And he's going to br- bring scripture to you. He's going to bring people into your life. Maybe you don't have a person like that. Yep. Pray that God will give you a person like that, like yeah. a mentor. Ask, ask God to do it. To find them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great just, just plug. Just a little plug in there. Yeah. Yes. Great plug. But you're so right. In Doxa yeah. Church, yep. we have those available. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I was going to say, too, what I, I'd probably share with those people is um, to check check your heart yep. for mm-hmm. bitterness yep. and uh, life-dominating sin mm-hmm. and start there. <clears throat> I think especially anxiety is amplified by those underlying issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Our next podcast is going to be on the authority of God's word. And really this is where a lot of this stuff comes down as well. Like when people get really stirred up and overworked and just are consumed with the problem of something out there, a lot of times it goes down to like, they haven't actually accepted what the Bible says about yep. this. Yep. And until you accept what the Bible teaches and put that authority over your own, your own (laughs) expertise and your own Mm -hmm. feelings and your own emotions and what you want, um, really that's, that's just like the crucial watershed issue for a lot, for a lot of this. I'm going to believe the Bible says I don't have to be anxious. I'm going to believe that it says I can live this victorious life in Jesus, even with suffering around, like suffering is a part of the Christian life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to expect that I'm going to, I'm going to trust God and take him at his word and just watch what happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I was going to clarify too. So when, when I say like, check your heart, it's, it's for, I guess some people would just say, oh, 
man, this is a typical response from Christians. It's like, what's wrong with you? Oh, right. you're struggling with anxiety, stress, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, what's wrong with you? Like, right. you know, what sin are you harboring in your heart or whatever the case would be? Yeah. Uh, that's not where I'm coming from. I'm coming from personal experience in that where, um, my, my anxiety in my life was compounded based on mm -hmm. like, seriously, I had some bitterness in my heart that I've just recently got right that mm -hmm. then opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I realized that, that was just making everything else worse. It was, mm -hmm. it was just tightening everything up a little bit more. And, and it just was this extra layer of weight on life that mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. just really contributed to anxiety. But, um, yeah, that's what I had. Thanks, Amanda, for sharing with all that stuff. Seriously, yeah. that that's really helpful because you you are so not alone there. And I think I'm mm -hmm. I'm sure there are listeners that um, completely resonate with what you're saying, mm -hmm. and 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 they're like, "What do I do? What's next?" Yeah, yeah. So it can be you, hard to go go find a church, go find somebody that you look up to, someone that you trust walks with God, and and say, "Hey, listen, can we have lunch? Can we yep. have breakfast? Can we get together? I want to share some stuff that I'm going with, but I want to learn from you." And uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was really great. Thanks, and dude, yep. Yeah. Over Thanks, you, Ben. Man. Absolutely. Great stuff. Thank you for listening to the Doxa Dialogue. And as I always say, we love to hear your feedback. We'd love to get a review. We'd love for you to share this. But especially this one, I know we have definitely dealt with a sensitive issue. And even though we've been talking for a while about this, not everything has been said. Everyone's situation is unique. And if you are hurting, if you're one of those people who are just looking for someone to help um, and talk to, you can, you can find that at our church. We have plenty of people, just like Amanda, who, who would love to walk alongside you armor on your shoulder uh so this isn't just a lecture from us this is really us saying hey we'd love to continue this this dialogue um have a seat at the table with us we'd love to talk further about it next week again we'll have a couple a couple more people around the table and i'm looking forward to the authority of god's word until then we'll talk again soon you are loved you are loved